the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host of CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. Today is, unbeknownst to the two super friends joining me, Friday, June 28th. You guys thought it was my birthday, right? It is my birthday as we're recording this. That's how far in advance I plan, how much uh, timing and um, importance I, I put into planning lots of things. As you know, Ryan Wilson and Sean Wagner McGuff, how you guys doing? And Brian, happy belated birthday to you, my friend. Thank you. Much appreciated. June 27th is Ryan Wilson's birthday. If you listen to this podcast and you think he's funny, even maybe because he says words like doo-doo and other stuff, tweet at him. Ryan Wilson, oh, CBS, and tell him happy birthday. Barrage. And everyone guess guess his age too on on Twitter. Send him what you think his age is. Oh, is this forty five? Forty eight. No, he's not. 48. Not forty eight. I'm eight I'm... years old. Actually, <laughs> seven years and three hundred sixty four days older than Brenton. So is it forty? Is it forty six or forty five? Yeah. Forty six. Ah, okay, man. Halfway to ninety two. <laughs> Jesus, that's depressing. Uh, I texted my dad and told him he was texting me happy birthday. I was like. Yeah, I was like hurtling right towards 40. He was like, well, that's pretty depressing for you. A lot more depressing and, and frankly, yeah. morbid for me as I'm one year closer to death, son. Um, going on a trip. I'm out. I'm out. I'm gone on a trip. When people are listening to this with my dad and brother. Prince uh, vacation number three. Dun, da, da. We are at uh, going to Red Rocks. I've never been to a concert there. Excited to see widespread panic there with my dad and brother. Um, Is your dad going to partake of the herb? I doubt it since he's a little, I don't, I won't either. Thank you very much. And it's legal. You can do that. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't even thought of that. Weird. Uh, <laughs> the look on your face screamed guilty. <laughs> no, the look on my face is I haven't like shaved or showered for five days. Uh, I'm really soaking in this post vacation life, letting myself go completely as I hit 38. Um, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to finish up our mailbag questions that we had left over. By the way, our, uh, the four super friend people are wondering, John Breach. On a plane to La Paris. When oh, that reminds this. me, by the way. Uh, our biggest U.S. women's national team member is on this podcast. Uh, Brinson, what were your thoughts about the U.S. women's second half against Spain? I well, know I'll, I'll tell you a couple things, Ryan. I'm a little concerned about the back end. I think they have trouble passing out when you've got a, a pressing and attacking and physical team like, like Spain was. Um, Spain was physical. I'll give you that. But I, you just make up the rest of it. That's I think, true. No, I, I, he's probably just. Go into my Twitter timeline right now and just scroll through my live tweets. That's, that is, that is, that is the most Sean thing you could possibly say. Like, oh, uh, who would win on a desert island? Obviously me, as I'm the strong one. You won't say that. Of course, Brinson reads my tweets during soccer. Uh, I don't read your tweets during right. soccer. Yeah, true. You yelled at me for saying we when I was talking about the U.S. Women's National. Cause you're a hypocrite cause you won't let me be a fan, but you can be, you can be like, oh, we, we, we. Because um, I pay attention more than two weeks out of the year. I mean, that's, that's when the World Cup is, pal. Not even Sean retweets himself when it comes to women's, uh, US national. Um, and I am worried about our, and in fact, today. Hour. In, in an hour, right? Noon, uh, no, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh. Um, no, you are hour. You said Sean can't say we and you. Oh, you hour, say yeah. Hour. No, I'm saying it, it, this is Friday show that we recorded early and I'm worried at 3 p.m. Eastern time that the women may lose to, uh, the French. They're playing at home. They've got a uh, proficient attack, and the, again, the back end, the the goalkeeping's not great. I think you can question the coaching. I think you can question the back end. Those First are concerns. Ball, Jill Ellis went to the College of William Mary. She's fine. Although I agree with Sean. So does Sean McDermott. Insane. All right, we can quit talking. Yeah, about no more coaches from from that from yeah. that school. I think we've had enough of them. All right. Speaking of incredible coaches, Jason Garrett is the coach of the Cowboys. 
And the Cowboys have a running back in Zeke Elliott that many believe could be the best running back in football. Probably between him and Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, I think, would be the, the debate at this point. Kamara. And Alvin Kamara, sure, that'll work. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would even just say Zeke or Saquon. Do we have a running back debate? I think he was just trying to set it up. I don't think he wanted us to actually debate I, well, the you, running backs. Well, you and it got me thinking. Now, have, interestingly, no Le'Veon and obviously no Todd Gurley, which is noteworthy. Anyway, go ahead, Will. I would I would say that if I were picking running backs for fantasy purposes or for uh, just like you know top ten running backs, and we'll have that next week, we're going to rank top ten running backs. I think it was probably between Zeke and, and Saquon, just because I don't think you can give McCaffrey and Kamara the rock. Uh, 350 times. If you if you had no quarterback and you had to lean on a running back, I think you might struggle a little bit without with McCaffrey or, or Kamara as your sole future back. That that would be my reasoning for Saquon or Zeke. Great pass protectors. Great you pass with Eli Manning, but go ahead. Well, Saquon did it last year. At any rate, a uh, friend of the program and our old colleague at Fan House, Dan Graziano of ESPN. That's not how you pronounce it, but I don't care. Um, wrote a story about 50 people who could get contracts this offseason and he mentioned Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper as guys and he talked about uh, Zeke Elliott and he said and this is I think interesting based on conversations I've had with several people connected to this situation I do not think Elliott gets an extension this offseason or even next offseason as vital a player as he is the Cowboys don't feel the same urgency with this deal that they do with Prescott Cooper or even cornerback Byron Jones Ryan should the Cowboys be extending Zeke Elliott before this hypothetical two-year window? Nope. I actually am in agreement with um, the Jones' report, whether it's true or not. Uh, we talked about it. We talk about it all the time, and nothing's changed. Yes, he is one of the two best running backs in the league. No, you don't need to spend a sizable part of the, the um, salary cap on a running back. We were having this conversation about Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell went jet skiing last season, and James Conner, who makes less than a million dollars a year, did exactly the same thing. So I love what Saquon, I mean, what, um, Zeke brings to the Cowboys. But if you have a choice between him or Dak, you have to pay Dak. And, um, I'm not sure what their salary cap situation is. I don't think it's great. But, um, you know, I think we're in an era now where the salary cap actually isn't that big a deal because it goes up so much year in, year out. But if you could focus on other, uh, aspects of that offense or defense that needs to be fixed, like Byron Jones, for example, if they view him as more valuable, I'm actually fine with that. So the question becomes, let's just assume that Zeke hits the open market. Right now, Todd Gurley, cough, cough, makes $14.37 million on average. Um, Le'Veon Bell actually gave up more money to sign with the Steelers, less guaranteed money, though. But he ended up signing for thirteen point one. Where does Zeke fit in there? I mean, he is worth being paid more than fourteen point three seven that Gurley gets. And, oh, by the way, Gurley's now a part-time player. I'm not paying the guy $15 million a year. I'd like to point out that somehow, and I don't know how the hell this happens, somehow, if you Google Le'Veon Bell contract, John Breach's article on CBSSports.com shows up before the Spot Track article. Or that, like, or like the, uh, the, the, uh, over the cap article. Like, what? <laughs> but what is, Breach is a freaking, like, he's a little, a little, you know when those security websites say to, to tape up your, your camera on your phone and on your yeah. – it's not because uh, Big Brother's watching. It's because Breach is literally watching what you're doing. So that's he right. knows everything that's going on. Uh, Bell, Le'Veon Bell signed a four-year, $52.5 million contract with the Jets. He will be 27 this year. The, that is important to note because Zico Elliott 
has one year left on his original rookie deal, 2019. He then has a fifth-year option that the Cowboys obviously picked up for $9.099 million. And then he'll be a free agent after that. They will almost assuredly franchise tag him rather than let him walk, which means that he would be hitting the open market at the exact same age as Le'Veon Bell, 27. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because you're in your athletic prime, but the Cowboys could also play the franchise tag game with him again. I think the issue here is... um if the Cowboys were being run by Jerry Jones, like they were back in the day and for so many years, like truly being run by him, and there was actually an interesting discussion. I heard Jane Slater on the Around the NFL podcast, uh, Jane Slater of NFL Network. She was talking about the Cowboys and who's in charge, and I think we all know this, but you know, it's Stephen Jones making the calls, right? Jerry is there and he's the face, but it appears to be Stephen Jones making the calls. And you have to wonder, as a younger um, you know, front office guy, is he more inclined to stew loyalty and play out the string with Zeke and let the running back walk into free agent market because we saw them do this with DeMarco Murray. They didn't want to pay him, and I think they might be willing to do it with Zeke Elliott to get as much as they can out of Zeke for the next three years using the franchise tag and uh, and then to let him walk and you draft somebody in the meantime. Zeke's a, a transcendent running back. Don't get me wrong. I think he's one of the two best yeah. in the league, but he's still a running back. He's not transcendent. He's very, very good. Is he better than Le'Veon Bell in his prime? Uh, it's comparable. Same I think. tier. Yeah. 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 And where's Le'Veon Bell? Exactly. I mean, and look, Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> I mean, he can get cut after two years with the Jets. So like you're not going to, Zeke's not going to go out there and get some four year, $90 million deal that Garrett. Well, that's a better question. Who's signing him to that deal if the Cowboys decide to let him walk? Chip Kelly. Where's he? DeMarco, this is DeMarco. It was a DeMarco Murray joke, but. Uh, the, the Seahawks run the ball more than anyone else, but they just draft guys. They yeah, don't pay but, those guys a lot of money. Well, look, the, I mean, the, the Chiefs got, had to cut Kareem Hunt last year, and their offense did slow down, but Damian Williams was perfectly capable in that offense. And I mean, also, we keep on talking, when, when you set the segment up and you're listing the best running backs, all of them are really young guys who have been drafted recently, yep. which kind of indicates you could let Zeke walk and find a guy like a Kamara in the third round or second round. Um, find if you really need to use a late first round pick on a running back, even if it's not wise, you can find a guy like Zeke there because we're having a debate right now if Zeke is better than Kamara and all these guys. Maybe he actually is, but he's in the same tier, which means you can find another one and just draft a cheap one. Well, that's is there anybody that would rather have Dak over. I mean, have Zeke over Dak among you two? I would rather have Dak just because. Yeah, of that. no, you take like, the- Zeke is a better running player at his position, but the position that Dak plays obviously matters. Right. A lot. This, Which- this is the crux of the Sam Darnold versus Saquon Barkley argument. Right, exactly. Like, not to get back on that train, but no one is saying Saquon Barkley sucks. He's awesome. He's one of the two best running backs in the league. He's probably one of the – Pete Prisco had him at like 13 in terms of overall players. That's I fine. I think he was 11th. Yeah, he said he only he left him out of the top 10. Because he's a running back. He didn't want to put a running back in the top 10. That was the only reason. Right. Saquon Barkley is one of the, in a vacuum, 10 or 15 best players in the league. But you don't operate in a vacuum. You operate in a world where you have to have a good quarterback. And so, Yeah, where did they get the Giants this year? Exactly. Or this past year. Exactly. Daniel Jones, Sean, you dummy. (laughs) But, I mean, the point being is that you can't – if you got to pay all these guys on defense and you got to pay Dak and you got to pay Amari Cooper and you just paid Demarcus Lawrence and you know you know you're going to have to pay Le- Leighton Vander Esch, you're going to have to pay Jalen Smith. I mean, Zeke is probably the guy you sacrifice. And so I this sounds to me like it's something that is coming from I mean, no bleep the Cowboys camp, right? I mean, I'm not trying to source guess on Graziano here, but this isn't coming from Zeke Elliott's camp, right? Like like the Cowboys Cowboys don't want to pay us. I I just think that this is a situation that bears watching, especially given 
Uh, Zeke's suspension, his off-field issues, never been hurt or anything. He's led the league in rushing two out of his th- three years in the league. Um, but, you know, there's a chance that he plays three more years and then they let him walk in the open market like they did with DeMarco Murray. Do you try to trade him if you're the Cowboys and you're truly not interested in keeping him around? And if so, what do you get for him? No, I'd run him in the ground. <laughs> no, I would do. I well, would use the three years of team control without committing long-term money to him. He may take the Le'Veon Bell approach in and say, I'll see you in South Florida. We'll be on the jet ski. He, he might do that. Uh, although Le'Veon Bell also played out one year on the tag first before he, before he bounced to South Florida. And he actually turned down a better deal than he had here on paper anyway from the Jets and yep. Uh, staying in this same division, the NFC East, um, Redskins, Dwayne Haskins, rookie quarterback. Was he your top rated rookie quarterback coming into the draft, Ryan? No, you had Kyler one. Yeah. No, no, he was ahead of Kyler, mm. just slightly. That pains you that he went to the Redskins then, right? Cause... No. Oh, just because they're not going to be very good? Yeah, yeah, they'll probably ruin him somehow. Um, right, yeah. Here's no, So like Doug Williams is down at the uh, this quarterback convention. Pretty cool thing they're doing with the uh, Black College Football Hall of Fame where they're trying to promote diversity within the NFL and hiring and all of that. Um, I, I applaud them for that. It's very good. You should be improving the diversity of the NFL, which is not a very diverse place. JLP was there, and I think he wrote about it, so check that out on cbssports.com. My question on Haskins is he's getting positive buzz from the front office guys. We know that Dan Snyder loves him. Don't know if you heard his kid went to the same high school. Very exciting stuff. Uh, But when should the Redskins, Sean, start Dwayne Haskins, and when will they start him, preferably with a specific week attached? I was going to say he should start week one because I don't want to watch Colt McCoy and that doesn't help anyone. Case Keenum, but Case Keenum. Okay. Well, could it not be Colt? It could be Colt, Colt, McCoy, Colt Keenum. Case the same person. Okay. Case McCoy. Okay. Um, and then I pulled up the Redskins schedule, um, and now I'm very much on the bandwagon that maybe they should wait until week four because they kind of face a gauntlet of really good defenses the first three weeks. So they start with the Eagles in Philadelphia. I don't know if I want Haskins starting that game. You you host the Cowboys, and then you host the Bears on Monday Night Football. And then after that, you get the Giants. So maybe you start in week four, September 29th, against the Giants. Uh, the only problem is is that there's not really an easy game to throw them into because that Giants game is on the road. It's a divisional game. And then you suddenly have to play the Patriots. And Bill Belichick always feasts on rookie quarterbacks that he sees every single year um, in his own division. Um, so I don't know if there's a good time to start him. Um, I think – yeah, so I think it's just going to be week one. And, look, the fact of the matter is that Jay Gruden hasn't had much success there. So he kind of just has to start whoever is the best quarterback at that point. Yeah, he's going to get one. fired. He said, he said, if I don't make the playoffs, I'm probably getting fired. Right. So he, it, it's not a – he's not looking at this as what's in the best long-term interest of Dwayne Haskins. He's looking at how can I get to the 2020 season. So he's just going to play whoever he thinks is the best. If Haskins is NFL ready and he's better than Case Keenum and Colt McCoy, then he should start week one. But it's I think it could be ugly early on um, for Haskins looking at Philadelphia, Dallas, and Chicago to start the year. You know, it's interesting, and I actually talked about this on HQ at the beginning of the week. I was talking about uh, elite quarterbacks based on age. That's CBS Sports HQ, our free live 24-7 streaming sports network, which you can watch on your Roku, Amazon, Fire TV, or mobile app. You got it. You said that before. So I was comparing 2019 to 2009 in terms of how things have sort of changed QB landscape. But one interesting thing, when Sean McVay was the offensive coordinator in Washington, Kirk Cousins was his quarterback. 
Kirk Cousins finished fifth and sixth in value per play, according to Football Outsiders, with Sean McVay calling plays. When McVay left, he went to 16th. Um, who was his uh, coordinator then? Or who's his? Who's it? Is Jay Gruden calling plays that, that <laughs> yeah, year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. So he goes to L.A., and we talked about this on previous podcasts uh, earlier in June because we weren't sure about uh, Jared Goff being elite. I said he wasn't elite when I was on CBS Sports HQ. And uh, before – Our free, 24-7. <laughs> before McVay got there <laughs> and Jeff Fisher was the coach, where do you think Jared Goff finished as a rookie? Ah, uh, like 32nd, maybe lower? Yeah, at last. Okay. He was actually 34th, so a couple of <laughs> – Yeah, guys. I was about to say. <laughs> but below – my, Below years, Mike Glennon and like – no. Um, exactly. The ostrich, that guy you called the ostrich that one time. That's, that's uh, rude. That's rude. <laughs> He's my neighbor. <laughs> that's Britson hitting the dump button. Next two years with McVeigh in L.A., Goff was fifth and sixth, just like just like Kirk Cousins was in D.C. My point is that we still don't know where Goff is on the spectrum of good quarterbacks. I do think that if McVeigh happened to still be in Washington, there's no question you start Haskins right away. Because as, as you pointed out, Jake Rudin's on the hot seat. And at the very least, you have an offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing. I think you start him anyway. Urban Meyer said, uh, in the middle of the week that he's going to be a fantastic player. You mentioned Doug Williams saying that I don't know if he should be the starter right away, but he's going to be really good. Joe Theismann, though, um, former Redskins quarterback, pointed out that it's idiotic to start him early for the, show, the reason Sean mentioned with the schedule. But listen, one thing Jake Rudin doesn't have is time. So he's got to get, uh, Start winning football games. Alex Smith ain't playing in 2019, barring a miracle. Colt McCoy is still recovering from a broken leg. And then Case Keenum is, is Case Keenum. So I don't know what, what plan B is if you're not rolling with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing is you look at the schedule, and I agree with you completely, Sean. At Eagles, Cowboys, Bears is rough to start. I don't mind at Giants. Maybe that's Daniel Jones versus Dwayne Haskins. Like, sit him out for the first three games. But the problem, if you're – Jay Gruden is you got to figure out how do you want to play chicken in the, in this situation? Do you want to try and, cause like if you win eight games and miss the playoffs, but you start Dwayne Haskins for 10 of those games and he's pretty good and win some games, I think you probably buy yourself another year. Like I don't think they would want to reboot it if they could. Yeah. Unless Sean McVay has some young, good looking guy on his staff that's in the, in the hunt for a job. Like the next act. Bill right? Silverstein. Right. Some made up. Short white guy who can, who's like 33 years old. That Sean, Sean Wagner McGuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Short, noted, noted short white guy, Sean Wagner McGuff. Yeah. Um, terrible haircut. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, I need to upgrade the haircut if that's going to happen. I, I got to get a haircut too. By the way, congrats to Sean McVeigh on getting engaged. Hundred, but so the uh, estimated by page six, the engagement ring was worth between a hundred and a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So or as, hard I, for or as I like to call it, th- three Sean's. I was going to say, it's so hard for guys in their early thirties worth millions to get engaged. Good for him. I, I mean, like you're, you're. I <laughs> wow, mean, you sound bitter. I mean, <laughs> a little bitter there. What are you congratulating this guy for? Uh, Sean, uh, a, a list, a reader uh, checks in and says, "What's the status on Sean's love life? When is he getting married?" Ooh, I'm putting. He's twenty. You're twenty six, Sean. Yeah, I'll be twenty seven in September. Over under thirty. Yeah, that's a good over under. Are you asking me? You don't you're over under 30? How old are you? You're like, you're like, I'm probably going to be married in three years. Like, what the hell? How could uh, you possibly I would know guess, that? I would guess over. I would guess over, too. Although, when I was 27, I don't think I was back dating my wife yet. So it When I was 27, I was married. Well, yeah. Well, congratulations, um, Ryan. Actually, we do have – and by the way, when I said three Sean's for that engagement ring, what I meant was if you took Sean to a market where they buy humans – 
Like you could sell, so you could probably get Sean for fifty k. Is my thing. I'm, really? I I took that as a compliment. I was like, okay. someone's gonna know who is gonna pay fifty k for exactly. Me. Like how much would you? Well, you. How much do you think Ryan would would garner at oh, a, not at not a, much at all. Like twelve twelve hundred bucks. He's like no a, way. He's like dollars. It's like a ninety nine. Not in your wallet, honestly. He's like yeah. a he's like a ninety nine Chevy Blazer. It's like you take him to like turn it in at the, the dealership. They, they're like, we're fine. Like we're the fine. What uh? What do you think I would garner? Less than that. No way. You can at least harvest my hair. <laughs> we, we, we've already established it's not real hair. You're going that's on one of your little... Yeah, your hair. That's why you're going on another vacation. <laughs> I, I, I can't have any more hair than this. I was told by multiple people at a local radio station to go get a haircut. Um, I, yeah, you look pretty... You, you look quite... You look disheveled. You'd be disheveled, too, if you spend time with my in-laws. I love them, but they're quite disheveling. In the meantime, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll answer some mailbag questions. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. So the first question in a two-parter mailbag Friday, Monday comes from Von Willie on, actually it's from Sean's, it's a Sean iTunes or Apple podcast burner account. Von Willie wants to know what is the best career advice? And by the way, if you leave a five-star review and ask a question on iTunes, we will answer it on a mailbag question at some point this summer and throughout the year. Um, it can be fantasy related, gambling related, football related, life related, hair related. Uh, human trafficking related, apparently. Like, how much would Ryan sell for it, a human trafficking mart? Uh, but Von Willie asks, what is the best career advice you could offer someone in their mid-twenties who appears to be in a rut when it comes to his future with his current company at a sports website like CBS? Sean, why did you write? No, I'm just kidding. He said as a... Someone is framing me. No, no, he said his current company is a sports data analysis. I know sometimes you need to be flexible and willing to relocate if need be, but what other valuable nuggets uh, any of you guys could offer? Are there any other valuable nuggets you guys could offer up? Also, Brinson, where can I send you beer? Uh, why would he add that? One, you can DM me at Will Brinson on Twitter and we'll set up a beer exchange. Jeez. I've been mailing out no, sources. No, don't, don't ever set up any kind of exchange with Brinson. Don't, you're not getting anything in the mail from it's him. It's going out. Don't it's fall out. into the trap. Uh, don't dude, fall into the trap. Dude, I got don't some, do it. I got some three Floyds for my boy Chris and him his, his shirt. Uh, just letting that shirt for Sean sit there on the counter. Um, 
what uh, what what would you guys say about what's your career advice for mid twenties? Ryan, you're probably talking to your kids about this right now, or talking to your grandkids about this. They're in their mid, they're in their mid. Your grandkids are in your mid twenties. What do you tell them? I'm basically uh, Ed O'Neill in the Modern Family. That's me. Uh, so in my previous life, I was actually in graduate school, and I was like uh, I was doing a lot of data analysis stuff. So this sort of struck me as interesting. I'm not exactly sure what level Von Willie's doing sports data analysis, but if he's tired of it, he's tired of it. And it can be a grind. Just, you know, if your numbers aren't your thing, you're staring at them all day, or even if they are, you know, maybe that's something you want to mix up, especially, I don't know, is he interested in sports? He just wants to do something else. Yeah, that's, that, I think that's, a, I was wondering that too, because like, is it a, I want to get into sports and I'm good at math and analysis. And maybe you get into it and you're like, well, crap, this is just math and analysis of something that's mildly more interesting than whatever I'd be doing if I worked for the government. Yeah. So I mean, either, either way, here's what I would tell Von Willie. Cause I went to graduate school. I worked for the government for four years doing basically what I learned to do in graduate school. And then on the side, we talked about it. Heels, socks and Steelers, baby. I started blogging sports blogging on uh, the Blogspot account just because I was bored. I'd come home from work. I had nothing to do. I didn't have any kids, just me and my wife. And um, I would literally watch baseball bored with your wife. What's that? You were just bored with your wife. That's no, we both had jobs, and and we get home. You came, home, you came home, and you're like, oh, there's my wife. I got to, got to, no, got to run the website, man. The midnight, Sean. We're not Sean. I mean, Sean, you get a little blushy about like any sort of mild romantic encounter. And you're like, yeah. like, wait till you're married. You're just grinding it out, man. I mean, That's why Sean's not married. He thinks marriage is you stare at your wife from the time you get home from work until the time you go to bed, and you guys just talk. All right. What hey, you do? My, what maybe. you what you do when you're married is you talk your wife into going to bed as soon as possible so you can watch sports. Boom. Or in my case, you watch like uh, you know old man television. Sean, are you drinking straight vodka out of a wine glass? It's water. Yeah. Um, but I, anyway, so I started writing the blog, and uh, you know I actually enjoy doing it. And you know, Brenton, you talk about this when you talk to young young folks about you, consistency is incredibly important if that's something you're interested in. So whether you're doing uh, sports blogging or whether you're uh, taking photographs or whatever it is your thing is, you have to be consistent with it, and partly because that's how you get noticed, but also you'll know whether you like it enough to, to want to devote something to it. Yep. And for me, it sort of just worked that way, and, and it didn't happen overnight. I mean, I started that sports blog in 2004, and actually, let's see, 2007, I was actually writing full-time, so it, it was three years. So without, nice to you. without, like, sounding rude and asking how much, like – like I would assume that you're the like I would assume you make more working as a graduate uh guy. I have no idea what the federal government. So like I I I, I took a substantial pay cut, but also I moved from DC to the middle of nowhere. Right, right, but like you're like you took a pay cut and lost probably lost benefits, but like your quality of life skyrocketed, right? Like you were much happier. A million percent. Like I cannot Can you stress. imagine can you imagine Ryan more unhappy, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> you should see me on, on the on the subway platform in oh. ninety five degree heat in DC when the trains were running thirty minutes late and I was wearing a suit. Imagine that. <laughs> I'm laughing. That's like after the Steelers lose a playoff. That's like worse than after the Steelers lose a playoff. Oh, 100%. Playoff. It's like, yeah, so that's important though, Brenton. If you're willing to make less money and be happier, that's something you have to consider. I don't know if Von Willie's married, if he has kids, what his obligations are financially, but those are all big things. And it, honestly, it worked out. And typically these things have a way of working themselves out if you truly want to do something. So I tell Von Willie to, to go for it. Yeah, I would, yeah. yeah, I would say too, like, um, I was living with my parents and, uh, there was like an opportunity to sort of write on the internet and I was doing it, you know, uh, as a side gig. Like I was working for my dad's law firm, uh, in my mid twenties and 
you were working at a travel agency and we were doing podcasts and you would go into the conference room of your travel agency yep. to do the podcast and shut the door so the other people in that company couldn't use it. Didn't, do, didn't find out that I was doing it for my side job. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, basic, but basically like I, I told my parents, I was like, I think this writing thing can be a full time gig. My, I swear, I, I remember it as clear as day. And so did my parents, they would still laugh about it. Uh, they were like, I, you probably shouldn't do that. That's a dumb idea. And maybe they're right. Maybe it ends up being, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I guess I. What would you be doing now, though? I would have gone to law school when I, I mean. Probably. Oh, God. Thank oh, you. Oh, my God. A Thank more you. annoying version of Brinson is lawyer. <laughs> An right. actual know-it-all. That's, that's right. Um, your honor, sir, comb your hair, please. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, Sean I, came along at a time where yeah, he, he, the he inter- did do that. But the internet was like nascent i mean like we were able to kind of make a footprint early on and without the barrier to entry was a lot tougher i would say that like i mean yeah i think you have to be i think ryan's right you have to pursue what you want to do you have to sort of test the waters don't don't go flying anywhere else um yeah i mean you have to be willing to move you have to be willing to be flexible you want to you want to have if you're trying to get into a different job field you need to be able to have multiple uh, especially in 20, in 2019, you have to be able to do multiple things. Like you need to be able to do, if you want to be in sports media, you better be able to do video. You better be able to, to do a podcast. You better be able to do social media and you, you have to be able to write. I mean, you can't just be a one trick pony. And by the way, one of the biggest lessons I learned early on, this is even when I had a real job. Don't be an a-hole. Like that's a great I, one. That's a great I'm one. Not being, I'm not being flippant. I'm being serious. Be incredibly nice to everyone because you never know. Like 20, 2004 when I started, there are people that weren't even writing yep. that are in incredibly important positions now that could be the difference of whether you get a job or not. I yeah. mean, EK was probably in co- – where were you in 2004? Me? Yeah. Uh, I don't really yeah, – You don't know, want to know where I was. You don't want to know where I was in 2004. Were you in college? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was in college like 2007. Yeah, my point is that EK, the guy who hired me at CBS and is still there. Was in probably in a, a – yeah, he's fresh out of yeah, he's fresh out of Miami of Ohio. And now he's so. our boss. No, I mean, I think that's a great point. And like, the other thing too is if you're, you're writing about, you know, especially in this, in this business is different, but like, maybe you're writing a media critique of somebody who runs a company and then, uh, it turns out that that pisses them off and they're not going to hire you if they're in another position or if they get, you know, a job with your, they're your boss, you might get fired. So I agree with you. Don't be an a-hole. Sean, any advice for a fellow mid twenties, uh, in sports? I, I feel like else? I'm bad. I'm unqualified. I've been at one company. My entire life. <laughs> I haven't you, had, I haven't had a real job ever in my life. Um, what did you so do like, like in high school? Did you have a job? Like for summer jobs? Yeah. So I was a, uh, political canvasser. Oh, okay. That's actually sort of, I mean, that's requires responsibility. It's not some. Yeah, numbers. but it, it was, it was kind of like this in the sense where you're not like fully supervised, you know, you're just kind of like you have to do what you do and you're judged off the quality of your output. Cause we would get sent into the streets of Seattle and, we wouldn't have, I would be like the boss over three people who Yikes. were my age. So I know. Mm. So I would not do well in an office job. And in college, you were on the paper and that's it? I was on the paper. I had a like stupid desk job at a printing place for before I became an editor at the paper. Um, and then I interned at this website where Pete Blackburn actually was working at the time. Next Impulse Sports. It might still be like up. I don't oh, yeah. know. I think it was acquired by like the comeback sports network or whatever. Um, so I worked there. Man, when you're in, when you're in the internet writing business, there's, you do, it is still alive next impulse sports. There are some jobs that you end up working that you're like, can I delete this forever for my resume? 
You're like, you're like, you're like, I was an intern at Next Impulse Sports. It's, what? I, what? I, 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 what? But next impulse yeah, yeah I wrote for Sports by Brooks. Exactly. Like, like uh, <laughs> I wrote a busted uh, coverage. And then next, I graduated, and next impulse was like, we can't keep paying you the very little that they were paying me. Um, but through a connection, someone knew, someone at next impulse, who was one of my bosses there, knew EK. And, mm-hmm. they, and so I guess the advice is to be really flexible because I went into the interview with EK wanting to write about the NFL, and EK was very much like, no, but there's a Mayweather-Pacquiao fight coming up, and we could use someone for eight weeks. And I mm. had never honestly been much of a boxing guy, but I was like, this is a way to get my foot in the door. Um, so I did that for eight weeks, um, even though I didn't know anything about boxing. Um, and then they extended me. So I would just be flexible, be willing to do new things. Um, and take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah. And network the crap out of it. Like you, I mean, you might be terrible. You might be bad at your job. You might be a bad person, but like if you can network and schmooze and you, and you stay persistent with people, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Well, a lot of it's just what Ryan's saying is being nice to people and right. just, you don't, it doesn't take anything that, you know, you just have to be yourself and be, if you're, if unless you're, you're an, an, a-hole an to people, unless you're an a-hole, they're not going to like you right. unless you are an a-hole and then you have to pretend to be nice, but right. Just be nice to people, be personal to people, and then they will want you to succeed once they get to um, higher positions. Because there are people listening who are like, why are Ryan and Brinson being like, be nice to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> they used to be nice. Yeah. Right. We were um, Sean, can't do them. Sean can't do anything yet. What would you do if you were the Cincinnati Bengals? This is not a um, – I talked to Bengals with our pal Paul Daner on yesterday's show. Love checking. Paul say? He's usually pretty reasonable about the Bengals situation. Uh, he had a bunch of great insight because he's been talking to uh, Zach Thomas and the coaching staff. He thinks they're going to be a little Zach bit better. <laughs> Zach Taylor. God, I, like, I can't. Zach Thomas? I almost said Zach Robinson. I was like, it's not Zach Robinson. It's not Zach Robinson. Zach T. Zach T. Uh, I think that's like Jonathan Taylor, Thomas's brother or something. Um, Zach Thomas, linebacker for the Dolphins. Uh, right. At any rate. Um, Married to Jason Taylor's sister, right? Or is it the other way around? Not even close. I think so. Go ahead. I don't think so. <laughs> Um, Joy, Joy Taylor? Like, no. Let me what check. are we talking about? No, Joy Taylor is not married to Zach Thomas. I sat on a plane next to Zach Thomas one time, coming back from, uh, Fort Lauderdale to Raleigh. He was going to see his son was visiting ECU to play football there. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So the Bengals, I just think they're in this weird situation. This brings you back to that Graziano thing. Um, you know, you basically had a situation, like, are, what do you do with AJ Green if you're the Bengals? Do you pay AJ Green a large sum of money? Moving forward, what do you do with Joe Mixon? Like, are you going to – I mean, I think Mixon is young enough where you can pay him. He'll be in his third year of his contract. Remember, he wasn't a first-round pick, obviously, because of off-field issues. That factors into it, too. Andy Dalton, what do you – you just write out Andy Dalton's contract? Like, what do you do if I you're – I think we'll the, find out a lot of these answers in the coming six months or so. Okay. But do you pay – go ahead. I try to get something for A.J. Green at this point because I – it's not, you know, that's not an indictment of AJ Green. It's that his window doesn't really mesh up with what they're trying to do. Um, what's his contract situation? Does he have one more? Two I, more? I believe he, cause he signed a contract. He um, wants a new one, right? He's, he is entering the final year of his deal. Yeah, he is 11 9 this year in base he'll, salary. He'll be 32 next year. I he just don't, I don't do see they just let him, do they just let him walk or maybe at the trade deadline when they're 0 and 6 or whatever? They flip them the way the Raiders, you know, got rid of. Yeah, them but if you let them walk, you get a third round pick. Yeah. Is, what yeah. do you think you get trading, um, trading him in October? 
Maybe. I think you can get more than a third round pick. Maybe. I think some desperate team. I don't know. Would be, I mean, the Cowboys just gave up a first round pick for he's twenty four. Right. So I think you can get a second. Um, Antonio Brown's two third rounders. Uh, we know the mitigating circumstances, but he's in his thirties. And you had to pay. You have to assume that whoever you trade AJ Green to, you got to. Right, right. They're planning on paying him. Although, I mean, like even if you're the Bengals and you traded him in the midseason, if you're if everything's going to crap and you got a third round pick back for AJ Green, um, you would still. It's still the third round pick would still be better than the compensatory pick that you right. got because that's at the end of the draft. So yeah, I mean, I, that's not a terrible idea. It, it just seems. I mean, is he? He's like one of the. Ten best He's healthy, sure. players in franchise history, or I mean, that's breach. Don't breach on for that. And I was going to say, the one by the way, Jason Taylor was married to Zach Taylor's Zach um, Thomas's sister. Jason Taylor was married to Zach Thomas's sister, so it was I, the other way around. All right, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll give you credit for that. Thanks. Um, okay, that's going to be the show, but we're going to do some more mailbag questions for Monday. So uh, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a five star review. And uh, we will uh, talk to you guys on Monday. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.